Hey everyone, I'm Tiffany and this is my so-called fabulous. Welcome to the show, everyone. I have Jim Herster back on the show. He is Las Colinas Pharmacy and an amazing man. I've had him many times on the show and I'm so blessed to bring this to you because you know, with this show, I want to learn something. I want you to learn something and to take something away from this podcast. And I really, well, you've told me that's what we're doing. So everyone today, we're going to talk about something that's always on my mind and it's brain repair and brain regeneration. So Jim, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And again, for, for the in great information that you spread uh, among your listeners, because they need to hear this kind of information. Oh, they certainly do. And I appreciate you spending your time. You're a busy man. I know you're all over the place and you're, you're helping spread the word as well. So Today, you know, you were here in 2022, and if you if you didn't listen, go back to episode 128 and 129. Jim and I talk about hormones, male and female, and we met through Dr. Leanne Scott. Um, she is my hormone doctor. She's a former, well, are you ever a former? She's an OB-GYN, but she treats me for hormone therapy, and she introduced Jim and I. So Jim and I were talking about brain the last time you were here and the work you've done. How in the world did you get started? I know you're interested in so many things, but how did you get started work about the brain? Um, I think maybe one of the first things that happened was uh, um, about um, 17 years ago in my 50th uh, surprise birthday party, uh, my sister fell down in the middle of her roast at me. Turns out she was having an aneurysm. Oh, uh, and you talk about traumatic brain injury. Oh, my goodness. And so and then another family member had an accident um, and this uh, she got T-boned concussion and uh, and but she was fine. And six months later, PTSD and uh, severe PTSD. And I thought, well, are they re are they related? And so I started seeking out some of the experts in the in the country on this. Dr. Daniel Amen, you know, Mark Hyman, mm -hmm. uh, Mark Gordon uh, in San Diego. Um, there, uh, let me see, David Perlmutter in Florida. Mm -hmm. These are all experts in neurology, um, in psychiatry, and in the function of the brain and repair and regeneration of the brain. And I thought, I didn't know it. And Daniel Amen proved, uh, he showed us a picture. He does these spec analysis. He proved that doing the right things the brain can actually regenerate. He showed his mother's brain and it looked like Swiss cheese. I mean, it was horrible and she had dementia. And then he showed her a year later and her brain had filled back in, which I didn't think that the brain could regenerate, but it can. You're kidding. I didn't know that. And I know everything. You can just ask my wife. I'm just kidding. That's a joke at my house. Okay. I don't know everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so I, I, I'm very self-depreciating. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, I saw her brain um, with the spec analysis and it looked perfect. And he said, she is recovered. And, and I thought, no, that's not possible. And I, so I started looking into all the different ways to affect uh, repair and regeneration of the brain. What causes downregulation of the brain or, or, or degeneration of the brain? And what can we do to make it come back? You know? Okay. When you talk about, okay, this is something I want to know so much more, and thank goodness I have you. But ex ex 
forgive my my stupid questions. Okay, let's just go there. I'm just oh, going to go. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, I, I asked all these stupid questions when I was getting started because I, mean, I didn't know anything about this. Well, I did, and in the first thing I have talked to our team about, I have to get someone on here about dementia because I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm dementia and Alzheimer's. I have friends that have concussions. I have friends with PTSD. Are all of these things? This is what you're talking about. We can regenerate. Yeah, I mean, let's just let's just think about um, uh, this this one family member that I had that that uh, you know, gets the concussion, PTSD, and uh, and you think, okay, PTSD is just one disorder, but she also had anxiety disorder. She couldn't drive. Social isolation, you know, um, and and mood, you know, had gone way down. And, and we figured out, um, as I learned more and more about this, that, that these patients have brain on fire and uh, their brain is inflamed. There are in the most of the cells in the brain are called microglia and uh, microglia are make up 70 to 80 percent of the cells in the brain. And they can either be um, protective of the brain or they can be inflammatory to the brain. And when they get excited, that's bad because they start releasing inflammatory cytokines um, and those inflammatory cytokines then cause inflammation of the brain or brain on fire. Now, then I had one of my patients who she is a, an amazing human being, uh, Donna. And Donna said, Jim, I've got a foundation that I work with and it treats veterans with traumatic brain injury, TBI. Do you know anything about that? I said, I sure do. And I had just been working on trying to figure out how to fix my family members because the way I express love is to help fix people. Oh, okay. Yeah. And whether it's a friend, whether it's a patient, whether it's my family members, that's my expression of love. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is, is to try to help them, you right. know, and it just, it's just how I'm built, you know, and good or bad. You can, we can do psychotherapy all day long. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go. That's another podcast. <laughs> I'm doing that too, by, by the way, but, Bye. uh, we all need to work on ourselves, right? We do. So, so I, uh, I, I was able to, um, she started bringing veterans to me and these are, I mean, special forces, Green Berets, uh, Delta Force, we're talking SEALs, we're talking Rangers, we're talking just regular Army, regular Navy. I mean, you know, all kinds of, uh, I did over 300 veterans so far oh. and, uh, and we had an amazing result and you can say, and what did they have? They had cognitive decline. Just like, you know, when you see dementia, we see cognitive decline as we get older. Mm -hmm. They had that. You know, they, they couldn't think clearly. They couldn't function. Um, uh, several of them were, were isolated in their apartments. They couldn't leave their apartments. They couldn't drive. Um, they had, most of them had suicide ideation. They'd either were currently or formerly thinking about suicide. And you know how much, how many veterans were losing to suicide? Two to one over regular Americans. Oh. Gosh. And uh, and these are heroes. These are these are tough guys. These are amazing human beings. And uh, and so anyway, we started um, using our protocol. And some of them it took, you know, because they would follow the protocol and do great. And some of them, you know, would fall off, you know, because it just wasn't their nature to stick with it. But the ones who stuck with it had amazing results. Wow. And I've got so many testimonials. I mean, I could tell you stories that would just curl your toes. I'm sure. um, and it was just, it, it just so great. I had one guy, he, he walked in with his, his, uh, you know, dog and, uh, this dog was, was his life. I oh, mean, yeah. and he said, if it wasn't for this dog, I would have, uh, like he called it suck, start my gun. I mean, that's just so horrible, ah. so disturbing. He said, I, I think about it all day long. When I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed all day long, that's all I think about. And uh, he said, if it wasn't for this dog, I would have already done it. Hmm. Um, and so he, he, we did, went through the protocol and also I used a, 
a kind of a rescue method, which we'll talk about soon. And the rescue method, he said, Jim, for the first time, I haven't thought about it all day mm. for days now. <laughs> and he said, he said, what did you do to me? Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, that is an example of what happens when we start calming down the brain on fire. It is amazing. so amazing. They they go back to college. They they all of a sudden uh, get down on the floor and play with their kids and watch SpongeBob SquarePants and enjoy it as opposed to going back to their man cave and, and getting isolated from the family. You right. know, just too stressful. You know, right. I mean, they're reintegrated into society, and that's true of of civilians too. You know, that that have unfortunately um, are going through mood disorders, and and a lot of the mood disorders are. Um, brain on fire, brain inflammation. Wow. So what are you doing? Tell um, us, share with us. Okay. One of the things we do is we get hormones right. You know, and you think of hormones as, as uh, oh, those are sex hormones. You know, they, they give you libido and they make you have muscles if you're a guy, you know, right. and, or they make you have breasts if you're a girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but let's think in terms of other effects that, that hormones have. They have anti-inflammatory neuroactive steroids, anti-inflammatory, because if you... If you got a knee injury, they'd give you cortisone, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the the structure of cortisone and the structure of of sex hormones are almost identical. Wow! And so they have anti-inflammatory activity, and especially modulating in the brain. They calm the brain down. These guys, I get their testosterone right, for instance, mm -hmm. um, because here's a 32 year old uh, Green Beret, mm -hmm. and uh, and I get his testosterone right because it's 200. It should be 800, 900. And when I get it up, he says, Jim, I'm automatically already feeling better. And you've only done one thing on me so far. Wow. You know, well, then we start adding other things, you know. So so the hormones are right, you know, because we, because when a brain's on fire, it can't regulate the testicles to make testosterone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, or on a woman, the, the women uh, veterans I had. Well, I started learning all this stuff. Well, well, they their their brain wasn't regulating their ovaries properly, which is why they had hormone imbalances. Mm -hmm. Now, so when I correct that, I've got one thing out of the way, but that's not the only thing I do. You know, in addition, we might add on lotose naltrexone. We've talked about lotose naltrexone on another show. Mm -hmm. Lotose naltrexone is an anti-inflammatory, and it works fantastic in the brain. It calms the brain down. It causes release of endorphins and endorphins then cause a release of dopamine and they feel better because most of them are abusing drugs, you know, because they want yeah, dopamine. Yeah. Well, the, the lotus naltrexone causes the um, dopamine release, the endorphin release, but endorphins also cause in the immune system a downregulation of inflammation, brain on fire. <laughs> and there's also a couple of other effects. Opioid growth factor causes the same thing in the brain. And then it causes signaling cells in the brain that are signaling for inflammation called toll-like receptors. It calms those down too. So all these, this feedback in the brain suddenly goes, okay, brain inflammation is calming down. Lotus atrexone is wonderful. The only trouble is it takes several months to kick in. you got to give it time. You know, it takes yeah. patience. Yeah. And I tell the guys, I said, you know, we got to use it. Now, lotus naltrexone is different from high-dose naltrexone. So if you Google naltrexone, you're going to find horrible side effects from high-dose naltrexone, which is used to reverse opioid overdoses. Low-dose naltrexone is just a butterfly kiss dose. One to four milligrams is all we're using, and it does amazing things in the body. So those microglia calm down, the tolic receptors calm down, the cytokines calm down, and we are we have a brain that is uh, is is ready to regenerate. Well, and you know, I told you in another show that I've been on on low dose. 
I'm at 4.5. Mm-hmm. Started out and it just took forever and I was very discouraged, but it was mm-hmm. for my autoimmune. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really a believer. I mean, after talking to you, and of course I'm scared, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Cause I heard the high dose. I was, I was watching that, but mm-hmm. I, I love that. So are you telling me that you honestly, I mean, you can reverse dementia? Um, it, it depends on the case. Okay? okay. Like, like for instance, I had a case of, uh, of just ongoing cognitive decline and, uh, and he was a former dentist, you know, friend of mine. And, uh, and he was going downhill, downhill, downhill. They were traveling a lot cause he's retired and, uh, he couldn't find his way back to their hotel room. Mm. Okay. He's still enjoying himself, but he couldn't find his way back to his hotel room. He'd quit playing piano. Um, and so after going through our treatment, um, he went back home. He lives out of town. He lives in another state. Went back home and he said, Jim, the first thing I did is play a concerto on mm-hmm. his piano. And, uh, and, and he was improving, improving, improving. And then something got in his brain that said that I am just doing too much stuff. And he dropped it all and he's declining again. Really? Yes. And I'm just real sad about that, you know, and, uh, and cause he and his wife were both on board and, uh, and then you know, but these, these programs, these treatment plans are not just like you just take one thing and you're better. I mean, we, we love an easy fix, don't mm-hmm. we? But some of these com- things are complex and some of the soldiers had, had trouble with uh, following the entire treatment plan, not only the prescription meds, but also the supplements, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, and the eating style. Right, know? right. So it, it does, it does take some effort, but you know what? I'm probably more scared of dementia than I am of any other malady that can oh. get me. You know, so scary. I mean, we can we can almost defeat most cancers, but but we can't defeat dementia uh, unless you do these things. The so when you start getting cognitive decline, that's when you need to act. You know, Jim, what is the worst thing that you can do for your brain? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm that's a big that's a big net. But well, you know, we have a lot of uh, uh, of ex high school and college football players and pros, and you know, a professional football player. Um, their chances, they're 49 times more likely uh, of getting early dementia um, by age 49. Oh, no. So, Seriously. I mean, the, the brain uh, concussions uh-huh. uh, lead to quicker cognitive decline, okay? And it's and we've known that. We knew boxers it, it happened sure. to and, and football, football players. players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, I took a few baseballs ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and bats of the head and all, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, so anyway, um, had a shot put to the head one time. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, kids are just crazy. Right, right. So anyway, uh, we've all had, you know, knocked around. We've had our heads knocked around. We've been in, in car wrecks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we've fallen off roller skates, you yeah. know. We, we've had brain injuries mm-hmm. and sometimes the brain injuries heal and you never have another problem and sometimes it leads to ongoing uh, inflammation in the brain mm-hmm. which then leads to all these downstream effects that we talked about you know mm-hmm. the the depression the anxiety that even suicide disabled uh, uh, suicide ideation and and ptsd and and uh and social isolation and you know just it's pretty rugged and cognitive decline, of course. You know. And then overstressed lifestyle, right? That doesn't help. Uh, I mean, cortisol is supposed to be helpful, but if it's at a super high level, if we're fighting the saber-toothed tiger 24-7, 
you know, we're supposed to go fight the saber-toothed tiger and then go back to the cave and relax with cave woman or caveman, right. and then go back and hit it again. Right. You know, and and the the adrenals actually like um, high low high low stress. They love that. You know, mm-hmm. they're built for it. Right. You know, we're supposed to go out and hunt the saber-toothed tiger. We then go back to the to the cave and relax. You know. Right. So what happens whenever we hunt the saber-toothed tiger twenty four seven? Well, we have high levels of cortisol over that that stay with us over and over and over, and finally it starts causing toxicity. And one of those is brain toxicity. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the therapies I use is called synapsin, and uh, it's a nasal spray. And one of the ingredients helps calm down excessive cortisol levels in the brain. Wow, that is amazing. And you know, um, I think about this with with the brain. I, I I'm, here I am. I'm, I have brain fog. Is that the same thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I do have brain fog. And, and do we help brain fog with hormones? Absolutely. Yes. But is it the only answer? No. no. It's not the only answer. No. Our bodies are complex. So in my opinion, this is my my opinion, start a podcast in your 50s and that'll, that'll keep your brain going. But you have to keep your brain going, right? I don't understand that people... That and and I do, but I don't. But that just stop. Your friend that's a dentist just stopped. I mean, and don't you think you have to keep... Do we have to keep our brains going? What would you say this podcast has done for your brain? Oh, my gosh. Problem solve. I mean, learn new things. At, in my 50s, technology, how to talk. How to we have speak. a term for that. What? Neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. I was going to ask you what that you know, was. And I got chill bumps just thinking about it because you knew what it was. No, Most people don't even know what it is. And uh, and that is that is different stimuli to your brain causing your brain to adapt and react yes. okay sometimes it's it's after an injury sometimes it's just decline you know mm-hmm. and but anyway when we do new stuff like let's just say you go learn to play the piano or you start a podcast in your 50s oh. you know you look 30 Wolf, you look like you. 30 well but anyway. you had this cream you had me on my face <laughs> uh, so anyway i'm i'm just so excited about neuroplasticity and so and i do all kinds of like little you know word games and stuff like that whenever i'm just at a moment, you know, and I just have a, a downtime, uh, just trying to keep my brain doing new stuff. I love to learn new things. Like, for instance, I had a um, a, a group ask me, said, Jim, would you lecture at our next conference on ketamine for treatment-resistant depression? And I said, are you kidding? I'd love to. And I found out that ketamine not only reverses in 45 minutes treatment-resistant depression where nothing else is working in about 90% of the cases, mm-hmm. 90%. Um, it also causes the brain to regenerate. Right. It is one of the most amazing things for brain regeneration that you can possibly imagine. It causes nerve pathways to generate in 45 minutes. I mean, it, it's almost magical. It's almost like a magic wand. Wow. And uh, and so that was the thing I told you about, that, that the uh, the soldier with suicide ideation, yes. Green Beret, he did ketamine. He was doing all the other things, and, and he felt like he was getting better, but he wasn't there yet. He was still thinking about suicide. We had ketamine. The next day he came in and the, a week later came in and said, Jim, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. And uh, he is still alive today. And he was going to be a statistic. Really? And I just want to let you know that uh, that of all my soldiers, I've only lost one out of 300. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and, and, I'm, and he was one that didn't totally subscribe to the program. Sure. You know, and I, and I, and I beat myself up every day about that because... He was a good guy. Yeah. I mean, he was really a good yeah. guy. And, you know, and I knew his mother. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but it no. was, it, it's a big deal for me. You're so passionate about the, what you and, do, uh, Jim. But we've done other things. You know, I mean, like, one of the things we do is we use oxytocin. Yeah. Oxy- for feel good. Oh, man. It, it is it is 
is a it makes you so happy when you use oxytocin and but oxytocin has all kinds of cool effects like it resets the brain it's like rebooting the brain and the limbic system the anxiety system just releases that's that's whenever i got one of my soldiers said hey give me send, send me some of that puppy cuddle hormone <laughs> and because he said man i see when i started using that i'm down on the floor playing with my kids Aww. you know watching spongebob square pants we're having the best time and he said he he attributed to oxy it was, it was the whole program but he attributed to oxytocin which mm -hmm. it really did help you know? absolutely and so it's all these little things we do but the gut you know we've talked about the gut oh yes we do and uh when there's a gut brain accident you asked me about that right mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a, the the gut. You think, what does a gut have to do with the brain? Right. Well, let's just say that you have a gut that's a little bit inflamed. You don't even know it. Most, 80% um, of, of people who have inflamed gut don't even know they have an inflamed gut. Mm. Well, so the, the junctures in the gut are little. Um, and so proteins cannot get through the gut wall. But what happens when a protein that's maybe not fully digested, you know, and into those small little peptide units, what if a, a protein gets through a bigger juncture, they call it leaky gut. And this protein can get up into the bloodstream and it goes up the blood-brain barrier. And guess what? The blood-brain barrier reacts to say like grain um, antigens. Um, I told you grains are yes. inflammatory mm -hmm. to everybody. Um, the grain antigens hit the blood-brain barrier and actually cause a permeability, which is supposed to be very tight, to loosen up and allow that to get in the brain. Guess what that triggers? Signaling for inflammation. Mm. Man. We can't have that. We no. cannot have that in the brain. No. That's, again, brain on fire. So if we can keep the gut healthy, we can keep those junctures small, less than three microns is what they refer to, then we know that we've got a healthy gut, and uh, and we know that this patient has a good chance of creating a neuropermissive environment in the brain mm -hmm. to allow it to repair and regenerate. Gosh. And, uh, and I'll tell you, it's just so amazing that when you do the right things, you know, have a, a healthy eating style that eliminates grains, eliminates inflammatory foods, and the gut will heal itself in two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. It'll heal that fast. That is amazing. I'm I mean, so ready. It, it, the, the gut has an ability to do amazing things if we remove obstacles to health. Okay. And uh, I'm That's not me. supposed to do that, by the way. That's quite <laughs> all right. You're making your point. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this because... There's some conflicting advice out there or, there, uh -huh. or information. So I don't sleep. I, I, I'm i doing better. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. Second Lexapro for years. It didn't work. I'm like, just, just get off this. The number one reason, well, I did, it wasn't working, but I was desperate. Dr. Scott's mm -hmm. like, we well, you gotta, you've got to sleep. Um, I did get off, weaned off it. These drugs, like Lexapro, now I'm taking triazidone, I think. Mm-hmm. What is that doing to my brain? Go ahead, tell me. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I can take it. I can take it. It's probably not the worst thing that could possibly happen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm if I, I'm, I'm always. I mean, it's not. It's weird. Okay, I'm going to stumble over myself here. But um, as a pharmacist, you know, you would think I'd be all for drugs, and and I'm for the less drugs in your body, the better. Mm -hmm. You know, and but if we can get you sleeping. Um, then that's okay. Trazodone is not the worst thing that ever happened to you. It does have some negative side effects. And one yes. of them is it is it has an anticholinergic side effect. Anticholinergic means it's drying. You know those drugs that yes. cause your mouth to dry out and your nose to dry out? When I put on, it went before the show, what that, happened? That is anticholinergic, okay? And and so anyway, I'm not going to test you on this. <laughs> but, <laughs> Good. But that side effect, unfortunately, um, leads to faster brain decline. Oh, my God. 
hours. Um, like there's a, a drug called Ditropan. Ditropan helps women with uh, with overactive bladder so that they can hold their bladder better. Okay, but it's it's an anticholinergic agent, and guess what? Um, they've proven that it decreases uh, or it increases the risk of cognitive decline. In the Seroquel, in low dose Seroquel, and things like that. Yeah. Yes, and so. If we yes. can, if you can do Nummy. all the right things, like for instance, progesterone is an amazing yes. hormone that that sometimes we have to use, you know, larger doses, you know, two hundred fifty milligrams mm -hmm. or something. Um, but we it hits it uh, it's metabolized into some agents that hit GABA receptor sites and make you feel calm. And so sometimes you sleep a lot better. Estrogen increases serotonin levels in the body, and so serotonin is a calming neurotransmitter. So now we've got. Um, GABA, calming neurotransmitter. We've got serotonin, um, serotonin uh, from estrogen. Therefore, we've got two things that are going to help you to sleep more naturally. Okay, yeah. and uh, but I also do some things like melatonin, which is the power, most powerful antioxidant you can put in your mouth. Antioxidants great for oxidative inflammation in the brain, right? That's why I take a lot of anti uh, melatonin. But it also helps me sleep because my brain kind of. Whirls. I know it, it swirls up there. Okay. I know. And, uh, and so what I do is, uh, is I use 30 milligrams of melatonin each night and everybody goes 30 milligrams. And they said, Oh, that's going to stop your body from making melatonin. I'm 67 years old. My body's not making any melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm Put a, it back in. No illusion. You yeah. know, so anyway, I'm, I'm old. Yeah, and, uh, hey, I'm so, right there with you. So my point is, is that, you know, that's a kind of a cool agent. I use, I use something called L-theanine. L-theanine mm -hmm. helps calm the amygdala down in the, in the brain. You know, it helps calm in, in, um, anxiety. Yeah. And so at night, it helps me kind of go, yeah. you know, let out that deep breath and, right. and kind of get ready for my sleep hygiene. Okay. Right. right. Because I know that, that sleeping pills are just, that there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm getting there. I know I'm getting there. I know and so, it. I know it. And you know what? And, and I, I'm confident that when you get to the point where maybe you've got some of these other underlying issues under control, that, that this will be one of those things that you'll you'll start taking a half one of those and then yeah. a quarter of one of those. And then you'll be off of it, at, you know, in four months. That's true. That's true. So, you know what? And we'll do that when the time comes, but not today. Not today. Yeah. Not today. Not today. So is brain, dementia and all these genetic, is that a genetic marker? Well, you know, they've, they've done a lot of work on, you know, the, the human genome um, has really been studied. And over the last few years, they've been getting more and more data. And one of the interesting data points is that you can have a gene for something, but what if that gene doesn't express itself? That means what if that gene doesn't cause what it's labeled as causing? Like, for instance, you can have one for Alzheimer's, but only what? Um, a small percentage of the people who have the Alzheimer's gene actually get Alzheimer's. So what does that mean? That means that all the other things that are going on in their body were able to offset the ability of that gene to express itself. Okay. That's the term for it. And we, we call these SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms. They're, they're gene defects in the human genes. And these SNPs, we can identify them and we can say, okay, you're at higher risk for this or you're higher risk for that. And, uh, and so wouldn't it be great to just say, I'm going to do the right things and just hope I have a pretty good luck, you know? So we keep our gut healthy. You know, we, we do a lot of these right things. We keep our hormones healthy, you know, and, and balanced, you know, because in spite of the fact that, that, that 
women um, think that, that hormones are going to cause them to have breast cancer, that which they won't. It reduces the risk by 20%. And despite the fact that men think that using testosterone is going to give them prostate cancer, it isn't. But it is going to help their brains. Uh, matter of fact, it's going to reduce neurodegenerative diseases, neurodegenerative diseases by 79% wow. if they use hormones. Wow. Use hormones. Use hormones. One of my, one of my oncologists uh, came to me the other day and he said, my wife's got breast cancer. I had to take her off hormones and she is upset at me mm-hmm. and uh, because she doesn't want to get old. And, you know, and, and she is a beautiful woman. She really is. And, but she just knew she's going to age. And I said, doc, you don't have to. He says, Jim, I'm a non-oncologist. I know you have to. And I, and I showed him all the data and he goes, oh my gosh. And he put her back on hormones almost immediately. Wow. That's amazing. Know, and he had to see the data because he's a doctor. He's a scientist. Sure. He had to see the data. Mm-hmm. He said, Jim, this at, at the San Antonio Breast Cancer Conference, they didn't even talk about this. You know, and, and I said they did, but they suppressed it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and so anyway, um, I, uh, so I am encouraging hormone use. Okay. And that 79% decrease of neurodegenerative, then that means Parkinson's. That means ALS. That means a lot of yes. stuff that is going to cause our decline. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I've, I've been on hormones since my forties and, um, I can say my hormones are spot on. I, I have autoimmune like crazy, but Dr. Scott has that's got me spot on. Dr. Scott. Yeah, I see Dr. Scott, and she's got me spot on. That's the only damn thing that's going on in my body that's working. You know what? Right? And that's just one <laughs> less thing to check off yeah. that, that you don't have to work on yeah. because you've already worked on that, oh. okay? And it's not and, easy. But there is no single answer. I wish there was, yeah. Tiffany. I do wish there was, that I could just give that magic bullet. Oh, all you need to do is do this. But it's not that easy. It's not that easy. I'm sorry. I know. You know, but... The work that you're doing and the people that you're helping, I mean, I have a, a family member and uh, early onset dementia, he's reversed it. He's reversed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. You know, I mean, doing and well. I am so happy to hear that. And uh, and he somehow figured out the keys mm-hmm. to reducing his brain on fire. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and, you know, I don't know if it's retirement or what it is, but. And still working his brain, you know, really, really being active and doing things. Neuroplasticity. Yes, for you know, sure. That's a big, big deal. And that's uh, that's why I love it whenever somebody gives me that that new topic to go speak on, you know, because, you know, you know that there's going to be somebody in the audience that knows more than you. So you better, by golly, bone up and study hard <laughs> because there's going to be that kid in the front row who's going to embarrass you. That's and so, so I'm going to work so hard <laughs> to make sure that I know every single thing I could possibly learn about <laughs> Because I'll be that kid, yeah. the part, that person. Fear, fear of failure. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there some bad actors out there that are taking advantage with products that, that we shouldn't be purchasing? One or is the, that the way of the world? Yes. One of the tools that we use is something called NAD. And uh, it's a very long word. Yes. And I'd impress you if I said it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but we use NAD injectable. We use it subcutaneously. And uh, NAD subcutaneous causes the mitochondria, which are the energy producers of every cell. It's the engine of the cell. It causes it to produce energy. And you can't regenerate brain tissue and you can't regenerate nerve tissue and repair if you don't have mitochondrial energy to surplus. And so we use NAD as a way to um, increase that mitochondrial um, uh, energy production and use a subcutaneous dose of it uh, daily. Okay, wow. in the morning, and it, and it is amazing. We use a very low dose and uh, and do it subcutaneously. It's like with a neat insulin needle, you know, just bam, you're done. 
and it works great. And I mean, I, matter of fact, I've used it for post-COVID because COVID causes mitochondrial dysfunction, and that's why you feel tired for so long after it. And and RSV, same thing. Yeah. And you know, you get these viruses that attack your mitochondria and cause mitochondria to go downhill, and you feel you feel brain fog, you feel tiredness, you know, um, and fatigue, and you just can't get off the couch. Well, NAD is one of the things that my doctor has been using, you know, at my urging uh, to bring them back. And so I was using it on my soldiers. Yeah, I'm using, I've used it myself. And wow. it, I, I mean, it was amazing, you know? Amazing. And so mitochondria are key. As a matter of fact, a new agent we're just now using is called methylene blue. You can take it orally mm -hmm. and uh, and it causes urine turn blue, which is kind of weird. Wow. You know, I like to leave it for people to see, just kind of shock them, you know? I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never do that. But uh, but anyway, um, methylene blue stimulates the mitochondria to produce more energy, and it's oral, so it's easy to take. And uh, so it is a big game changer, and so we're using more and more of methylene blue for the brain. Jim, I think you are fabulous. You know that? I just think that you are amazing. You give so much. You give, I mean, my goodness, you, you. I can tell you fall in love with your, your, your clients and you just have such a heart and what you're giving back. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on here and get emotional thinking about it. But thank you. You made me get emotional just talking about some of my patients. And so thank you. You're so welcome. For allowing me to share this information because it is true and, and in my heart. It's what it's what I'm about. I mean, you are. I mean, from hormones, 2022 and now 2023, we've got these. And you wait, we've got many shows coming up. I'm going to get them back for sure. So, well, thank you so much for being here in Las Colinas Pharmacy. Just go and Google it. He's over there in Irving, Las Colinas, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's amazing. He can help you, I promise. So everyone, take heart to all of this that you're learning on this show because I'm very passionate about it. Obviously, my guests are. And you know what, y'all? Keep being fabulous. Fabulous.